Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about my quilting journey and life in a northern town. Show notes can be found at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com. Please leave a comment and we can continue the conversation online. My name is Vicki and I'll be your hostess. Welcome to the podcast. I wanted to start out with saying that I rediscovered a really great book at our local library. It's called Modern Quilts, Nature Inspired. Make 25 beautiful projects with no rulers or templates required. Written by Bernadette Mayer, M-A-Y-R. This is a really great book and most all of the quilts are what we would call improvisationally pieced and it was very appealing to me. In fact, this book was first written, let me open it up here and find the copyright date because that's what's inspired uh, several motifs and uh, motifs, blocks in a lot of my quilts, especially the trees, which seems to be all the rage on Instagram right now. But this book was written in 2013. It has freeform tree, triangular shaped trees, um, freeform leaves, which I'm going to work on next. It has all kinds of freeform zigzag chevrons, um, tulip fields. You know, this book is so great that I can check it out over and over again. I like checking it out from the library because I have a habit of losing and finding things. Do you remember that podcast? Yes. If I were to buy this book and keep it in my house, I would lose it and then never find it again. I have stacks of books um, that I wound up just packing away in boxes because I have no room. And then when I want to find them, it's a big production or I can never find it again. So I prefer my checking this one out of the library. It's one of the best loved quilt books that I've ever had. So a nice recommendation um, from lots of people on their podcast have helped me over the years. And I thought you might find that one to be interesting because it's not a top seller. I believe that this um, author is actually from Ger yep, Germany, award-winning German quilt artist, Bernadette Mayer. I should know who she is, but I tell you what, love the book. I don't read a whole lot. Um, I have a lot of problems with my middle ear, which is really more of a neurological problem. And I'm currently having some flare-ups with that. So even reading on a computer or scrolling eye movement um, triggers me. And uh, winter months with colds and sinus and ear infections have all triggered me again. So I'm taking the time to listen to a lot of audiobooks and I do miss reading, but I'm finding that audiobooks are better for me and YouTube videos. And I am continuing um, my subscription with QNNTV.com. It's a very inexpensive membership that I am grandfathered under and I get a lot of good tips. Now, another great tips for free motion quilting is um, maybe a lesser heard of website called Whirls and Swirls Quilting. I've been a fan of theirs for a long time and Daisy of um, Lazy Daisy Quilts and Reads, she has a podcast and a great uh, blog, reminded me of a great loopy curls that Whirls and Swirls have done. Now say that tongue twister five times. When I'm feeling a little bit better and ready to learn a new stitch, I'm going to try that one as an all-over pattern on one of my quilts. It's, it's really got a lot of texture. 
I also do a lot of surfing the net. I like the um, APQS free videos that have free um, access to free motion quilting. I also really like Leah Day's um, blog and she has a ton of free free motion quilting ideas out there and um, as we get going along if you find a website that has some great ideas on free motion quilting let me know I stumble upon some good ones on YouTube once in a while too well I wanted to tell you a funny little story speaking of free motion quilting since I've been homesick today I forgot that I made an appointment at my lunch hour which is usually when I'm home from the uh, from the office I didn't complete the um, appointment in my calendar on my phone that sets uh, a notification for somehow I got distracted or a phone rang and I didn't get it properly entered in my calendar I ran to the doctor ran to the pharmacy got home and just as I was getting ready to open up the <laughs> couple of pills that I was supposed to be taking. Um, I hear someone stomping in my mudroom because obviously my doorbell didn't work and they're knocking on the door and it's my friend who has brought one of her quilting friends to meet me for the very first time. How embarrassing. I was taking medications and she must... <laughs> Oh, it's just so embarrassing. What do you say? I say, oh, well, you know, got an ear infection, got to take my meds. I'm right in the middle of it. Let me get a glass of water. Um, come on in. Sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know how it is. Well, in the spirit of being friends, my... Um, my quilting friend just was like, are you well enough to receive visitors today? She's so gracious. But, you know, hmm, what's my face? Red moment. Um, welcomed her in. Oh, it's going to be a great project. I can't wait to talk about that one as I get it going. But um, you know what? When you leave your doors unlocked and tell people that if the doorbell doesn't work, just come on in. That's what happens sometimes, and that's been the policy at my house. Believe it or not, I also um, have people just drop off quilts in my mudroom, and I leave um, finished ones there because of my full-time job. My neighbors must think that I'm a drug dealer of silver-haired um, women and um, men who are carrying large bags of um, squishy things. Oh, Anyway, that's my true confession story for the day. I just want to clarify about um, my statement about silver-haired ladies and men carrying big, poofy bags, um, because most of my long-arm quilting customers, um, outside of a few close friends, are in their 80s and 90s, and they definitely have silver hair. On the previous episode of the podcast, I had um, put show notes up with my recent quilts that needed to be finished. And I also put a link at the bottom of it where I was talking about being a fusion quilter. And fusion quilting is really just my attitude toward making quilts that's neither traditional nor contemporary or modern. It is just my style. And I talked about it actually on a guest appearance on Quilty's online YouTube video. And I was asked to share a little bit about my experience there. Um, you know, it's really one of those you happen to be at the right place at the right time moments. I designed a quilt, I believe back in 2013, 
that was in the spring issue of Quilty Magazine. It was a relatively new magazine, and I was jumping off the deep end after years of traditional quilting and pattern following and pattern writing started to get appealing to me. And I was on a vacation, and this quilt came from one of those moments at my circle of friends quilt group, because we're not a guild, where I was talking about my experience. And some of my people there were reading my blog and are showing pictures of all of the hotels at the oceanfront. And I was so fascinated during the height of tourist season that all the people were so into going to the beach because I am not. I, as an aside, I have very, very fair skin. I have burned like a lobster my whole life. And I don't quite understand the fascination with going to the beach, getting fried to a crisp, being in pain and agony, ruining potentially um, some good cells for bad, etc. But what I did find beautiful and fascinating from all the product of all of these people in these high-rise hotels were their beach blankets, their beach towels that they hung on the balcony to dry. And it was beautiful. My friend goes, Vicki, I see a quilt. Happened to be the same friend that came in the house in my true confession story. She's a real artist and she's really the impetus of everyone meeting together and just discussing ideas. And that made me go home and think, you know, I could make a quilt with that. So I did. And I did call it Oceanfront. I liked it so much I took a chance because, you know, my quilts, you know, the bindings aren't perfect. And it was just an idea that I felt really self-conscious to share. But I thought I, I could do a quilt that might be magazine worthy and I got accepted. Well, that acceptance to being in that magazine led to me following a lot of, you know, quilt businesses, magazines, and personalities on Facebook. And I believe I was on Instagram at that time. But in the next year, there was a call saying, is anyone interested in being on our YouTube channel during December? We need to have a few slots open. I immediately answered because, you know, I have notifications on my cell phone. And I said, I would love to. I had a quilt called Oceanfront and the rest is history. I went on Quilty and one episode was called This Is My Quilt. And Mary and I talked about Oceanfront and told the story. And it's still out on YouTube. Mary Fonz is the host of the show. And she had a real heart and passion for getting younger quilters started and not to be intimidated and overwhelmed by the plethora of information. Um, Quilty's YouTube channel is a lot of free lessons on how to sew and make blocks and talking quilts. So the second show I was on was the one that I put a link to on the show notes. And it's called... Um, Blocks a go-go. And in the magazine coming up was a block called Hoopla. And during the demonstration, I messed it up so bad. I twisted the blocks around. We were trying to look at a tablet. You got to understand, you drive to Chicago. And we stayed actually out in a small town, probably an hour away. And I had a nine o'clock in the morning appointment at the studio, which really was somebody's house. 
in a very bohemian downtown section or arty section of Chicago. I'm not super familiar with Chicago, but my husband is and he drives for a living and he drove me right up there. I had to send a text message and as soon as my text message was there, the producer of the show unlocked the door, let us in and we walked up several flights of stairs to this very large space that was actually a little row house chopped up into a big studio actually not so big but big enough studio space in the back and in the middle was a kitchen and in the front half was a bathroom and two bedrooms i fixed my hair and changed my clothes in the bathroom i waited at the little table in the kitchen area and when the person ahead of me was done i was called back i met mary a couple of times during that waiting period and in fact my husband got on one of the shows it was the oceanfront one because they were fascinated with his highland games and his humongous support for me in all of my quilting endeavors we really had no rehearsal she told me what her plan was um they talked Highland Games with the guys and the cameraman and they found out um, college that my son was going to, one of them went to. It was really social. It was very low key. It was very cool. Cameras went on and we did the shows in one take. I wasn't there probably more than an hour and a half for those two shows that we in there. It was just fascinating to me. And Mary and I talked about fusion quilting and she asked me about my thoughts on contemporary and modern quilting. And we really had a great time. I have to say it was one of the most fun moments outside of my family that I had as an adult and definitely in my quilting journey. I've never had a magazine printed, uh, pattern printed since. I've had a lot of rejections. And um, in fact, one more moment where I did actually talk to Mary and Marianne Fons was when they briefly had a podcast called Quilt Your Heart Out. And I talked to her about being rejected from magazines and shows. And we had a great conversation with um, that online call-in show type format. And they talked to me for a few minutes. And again, it was a great encouraging moment from two people just trying to encourage, which led to me applying for um, a juried in show at MQX last fall. And I got accepted. And I emailed both of them via social media. And they both responded and said, thank you. Thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for the encouragement. Thank you for being such nice people. So that's my little story about being on Quilty and how I felt like um, I'd hit lightning in a bottle that year. You know, I had a pattern published. Oh, and I didn't tell you that was the same year I had my first quilt put into the Grand Rapids AQS quilt show. And then I had the Quilty um, video. And then it was a long dry spell until this year. And now I'm encouraged again and I'm inspired. And I just have to go back to that moment of constantly looking at the world in a different way to help get a moment of presenting it in a quilt as maybe you can call it inspiration, creative spark, whatever you word you want to use. But when it comes to me, it doesn't happen real often. But when it does, I need to move on it, take notes, maybe even talk about it on a podcast. The update for around here. 
I have been experimenting with coloring book pages and I have found that I really, really enjoy Prismacolor pencils. They're more um, expensive than what I would usually use for plain coloring books. However, I can do a little bit of shading and I'm playing around with colors. And I get off and ask, well, why do you like to color? Well, after work, when I am mentally drained and I can't do Zentangle because I'm too tired, a blank page is overwhelming. But a coloring book is a nice way to relax and play with color and color studies without having to sew and waste fabric. Um, so I do it more for relaxation and for playing around with colors. I do Zentangle because I like to practice a lot of ideas for free motion quilting. And it's also relaxing with the repetitive nature of one stroke at a time, which is their um, tagline. But color is what I really like. Um, I just finished my Tulip Pink 100 block, and that is going to be on the blog. There'll be a link to my um, blog entry about color, and you can see that. Now I'm going to need some time to think about it. Um, what am I going to do to quilt it? I don't really want to do uh, too much quilting on this because they're six and a half inch blocks, lots of seams, but I need to do something because... This quilt is, I think it's like 84 by 84. And I want it, it's a special quilt that I'm keeping. Definitely going to be on one of our beds. So the <clears throat> update is that I've worked on those types of things over the last week. And I won a block lottery at the quilt group last weekend. And I'll have a picture. Um, these are freeform raw edge open rose pattern from an old quilter's home magazine. And the pattern was written by none other than Pat Sloan, who I really enjoy her website and her online community and her patterns. I am <clears throat> caught up on all of her block of the month and her winter solstice challenges that I'm doing. And I have all of these blocks put together. It's going to be in an on-point setting. And I think I've determined that this will be a quilt for donation. That was one of my goals this year is to work on more quilts for donation and um, String and Story. Holly has been working on um, getting a quilt charity off the ground and this is going to be one of those quilts and I want to do several this year if um, I can keep myself organized. I also have been crocheting at Amigurumi because I checked out a book from the library on these little tiny adorable little stuffed animals and I found one that's a hedgehog. However I ran out of yarn for his ears and arms and I don't have enough yarn for his spikes on the back so I'm going to have to make a trip to the store at some point when I am ready to finish that and I did try first attempt at cutting out plastic grocery bags and they call it plarn and I did crochet a few rows but I wound up being a ribbed pattern which I think will be okay for my kitchen but not for a donation for um, mats for the homeless but I have enough of these plastic bags that I'm going to keep working on that. I am really uh, just going through a lot of the mess in my sewing room. I'm keeping it real here. It's it's just an organized mess and, and it's organized because I know where everything is, but it's a mess because when you walk in and look at it, <laughs> it's, it looks like a disaster. 
Um, I really have one UFO that's hanging out there, and that is a Black of the Month batik. And the final um, black is a Mariner's Compass, and there wasn't enough fabric to do the paper piecing. A friend of mine gave me a whole bunch of batiks that will go with this um, Black of the Month. I have two Mariner's Compasses to do, and I am going to do it when I'm feeling better. And it's going to be done, and I'm hoping to have that whole top put together by the end of February. It is called Constellation of Stars. I don't know if the book is available still. However, it is really an amazing collection of stars, which are some of my favorite blocks with a very unique, um, almost looks like chain link setting with the way the sashing and corner pieces go together. So I can't wait to share that when I have the top done. So that's my long-term UFO. I have a drawers full of orphan blocks, but I don't feel pressure to use those um, because I'm going to be putting together for samplers for gifts, you know, like wedding and baby quilts and things like that. So I have had the bug for a week and this bug has settled in my ears as it always does. Um, I I have Meniere's disease and when I get a ear infection, which is what this has turned out to be, I usually have a several week follow-up of vertigo and it's no fun. However, I know there are certain things I can't do, and I talked about that with reading. Um, today is much better. Um, I can do some sewing, but not a lot of computer work, and I have to always have uh, background music on because with this comes a lot of loud uh, ringing in my ears. It's always there, but now it's so loud I can't hardly hear people talking or talk on the phone out of that one ear. It'll go away, um, hopefully, over time. Time. Um, I have lost hearing in that ear, but I think it's been very subtle and a slow progression. I've had this my whole life. So um, during a flare-up, which is usually, you know, lasts for a few weeks, there's a lot of allergies. And so I apologize for some of the, um, you know, some of the things in the podcast. When I can't hear very well, I know my speech sometimes isn't as um, easy to understand and, um, you know, all the things that go with that. So Winter brings it on. Yep, we had a lot of snow. So you want to hear the snow woes? Um, <laughs> he had the big wind. It was probably 30 mile an hour winds. Broke off a couple of little trees that are not very healthy on the back borderline of our property. And of course, there's probably... Four, four and a half feet of snow on the ground. So in the spring, the chainsaw will come out and we'll have to get those things down. Um, yeah, the snowblower, uh, the recoil starter was broken. So we have a lot of snow coming for the weekend and the repairman has the part to fix. Don't know when it can get done. So we may be hand shoveling this weekend. One of my favorite part of having um, a lot of snow in the winter is that it piles up really high at the end of the driveway. Are you noting my sarcasm here? Um, so life really does slow down in the winter. Um, everything is a project. It takes a long time to warm the car up, a long time to dig yourself out, a long time to get the windows clear to see. And I get coming home and the snowplow trucks have been scraping down the packed snow off the streets and they shoved a big chunk of snow up at the end of my driveway that was probably 150 pounds or more in my husband's estimation. Um, he wound up using the snowblower before he broke it to 
you know, he didn't break it. The weather broke it, um, moved it, snow blown. But the banks are so tall. They're up over my line of vision. And um, it just really makes it dangerous pulling in and out of our driveway, which is on a busy city street. And it's just, this is not the time of year that I like. Now the city will come through and chop these snow banks down probably in the next week or so. Um, they will get a big snow blower and they will come and chop them back. But the problem is they don't blow it into the back of a dump truck anymore and then cart it out of the city. No, they blow it right up into my front yard and by the end of winter you won't even be able to see the front of my house's porch steps that are brand new and totally buried under snow and it's just annoying because I wind up having 20 times the amount of snow in the front yard because then when school starts you know every morning we're on the path and the city snowblower blows more snow up opening the sidewalk path to the school that's butted up against my backyard property so snow woes but the good news is today for the first time in days the sun has popped out and it's shining in the windows while I'm sitting here home sick from work and taking advantage of being able to do my podcast have some quiet time listen to white noise music in the background because it masks the sounds that I hear that can be annoying and hoping and praying that over this long Martin Luther Day um, Martin Luther King Day weekend I have Monday off from my day job that I will be able to heal up and do lots of meditative creating and really do nothing but take care of myself. You know, I've got so much crafting stuff and quilting stuff. I have more than enough to keep me busy and entertained. So <clears throat> I also have found on my quilting table uh, a project that I started but had abandoned right before Christmas and that was making beaded stilettos. I have my beads and my stiletto. My, they're actually turkey basters that I'm going to make into stilettos. So we will see if this is a Pinterest success or a Pinterest fail. Next podcast we'll see if that true confession and fit and photographs will um pan out. Maybe in the comments you can vote. Will it be a fail or will it be a success? Take time to create everyone and enjoy your day.